All right, welcome everybody. This is Terry Doherty with WP Radio. We're back in 2022 with a brand new podcast. It's called Home Away From Home, and it's presented by MyKey. On this first podcast, I sit down with the executives of MyKey, and I get to learn the ins and outs and just a few really cool nuances about MyKey. I think you guys are going to love this podcast, so sit back, relax, and enjoy, and uh, grab the popcorn because this is a good one. Good afternoon, everybody. It's WP Radio. It's Terry Doherty. We're live here, and I've got our new podcast called Home Away From Home, and today I'm pleased and uh, very excited to announce that I have Elle Crane, who is the VP of Fulfillment, and Phil Langley, the Executive Director of MyKey. So welcome to you both today, and I'm so excited that we're doing this podcast together. So are we, Terry. Thank you. Thank you. So I know most of the people in the insurance industry know what my key is, but for those people that have, you know, been uh, inside for the last few years and somehow don't know what it's about, tell us a little bit about my key. So maybe Phil, if you want to tell us what my key is and uh, we can go from there. Sure. Well, thanks for the opportunity, Terry. Appreciate it. So my key in a nutshell, we are uh, Canada and now North America's um, industry leading technology driven temporary housing company. Our exclusive focus is on insurance claims. So when an unfortunate policyholder experiences a peril that displaces them from their home, um, we are the service behind the carrier to help those individuals and their families find like-kind housing uh, that fits within their policy limits and their family requirements. You know, it's a, it's a labor of love for us because you, we really have the ability to impact somebody's life and this, the uh, satisfaction on a claim. So it's a, it's a very, very gratifying. You know, Elle really gets a lot of credit with her team, deserves the credit, because she's the one on the front lines talking to displaced policyholders every day to help them get into back, into light, light kind quality uh, housing. So that's our mission, to, uh, to support our insurance clients and help their families and policyholders uh, find housing when their house is not livable. I met you, I think it's going back four or five years now, and uh, I was really excited because I was walking through the insurance trade show, and your whole thing just caught my eye, and I was like, oh my God, I got to talk to this guy, and what you guys do, and I thought it was the greatest thing, and I was like, this is incredible. So, I mean, five, you know, fast forward five years, we're now doing a, a full year of podcasting with you to talk about the entire thing, but what I don't know and we probably talked about it before, but for everybody else, where did Mikey come from? Like, you know, who started it and where does it all come from? Well, I'll let Elle supplement this because it kind of started from two different directions. So full disclosure, Elle and I worked together prior to Mikey at a uh, temporary housing company that focused more on corporate housing. I was there for a cup of coffee. This is my 33rd year in insurance claims. Wow. Elle's always been a, a temporary housing professional. And uh, we had worked together, and and honestly, Terry, when we we first met, um, we only had a, a small number of, of clients. Um, but Ellen and I always had this belief that there had to be a better way to serve policyholders when they're housing, uh, when they had a housing requirement, and they were displaced from their homes. And temporary housing isn't new. There's been companies doing this mostly manually for a couple decades, but. You know, Ellen and I kind of as a frickin' frack of temporary housing said, God, there has to be a better way. And that's when L and myself were able to connect with a gentleman named Gordon Dole, who is from Western Canada, that is a developer and entrepreneur, that the three of us kind of came up with the concept and Gordon supported it to, uh, to bring technology 
and human compassion into the temporary housing space for insurance companies. And, and that's how it all got started. You know, Elle, is that how you recollect it? Or <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, Phil. You know, I've had the opportunity in my career to see both sides, to work on both sides of the transaction, as it were. So I've been the supplier providing accommodations to those who've been displaced. And then I've also been the buyer of those accommodations and working with a network of companies working with a supply chain um, to have, you know, no matter where in the world there's a displacement, we have a solution. And so coming from this, uh, I mean, I don't want to date myself, but, you know, I've been around a while. We, we were doing things quite manually in both um, environments. And, and that's what Phil is referring to is, you know, we recognize that technology has brought so many industries forward. And what are we doing in our industry to bring it forward to provide more options, faster savings, um, and, and to really be a, a better way of doing things all around, not just for the customer um, and for the, the guest, but also for the provider of the accommodation as well. You know, there's there's got to be better ways to do things. And that's really what sparked my key. And, and it's been an incredible ride with Phil and, and with him again. So tell me, how long has Mikey been around as Mikey? not in the previous iterations, but how long has it been my key? So this will be our sixth consecutive year serving the insurance category. Okay. I'd like to say there's no such thing as an overnight success. Honestly, those first two years were pretty sparse, right? It took a long time to get people to listen to our message over and over again. But uh, yeah, we're going into our sixth full year of being my key as a dedicated insurance temporary housing provider. Okay, so when I met you, you were literally in a year, just finishing year one, beginning year two. Yeah, Terry, full disclosure, we had two clients. Wow, that's incredible. <laughs> you guys are like the industry thing when people talk about housing. So, you know, and, and full disclosure on my end, I actually, uh, one of our cat guys reached out to me and I was telling Mike this, um, Mike Dunkley this, in a call that I'd had with him was somebody reached out to me and said, hey, I heard your podcast with Mikey, who's your contact? Because we need to be prepped for this cat that's happened out West. And so that's, I gave him your name and he was like, yeah. So I'm like, oh, that's really interesting. So yeah, I know it works. I know the podcast works, but it was so funny that, you know, he wasn't saying, Hey, I need to go find this. He's like, I need your contact for Mikey. Yeah. It's funny how things so, work out, right? It's uh... yeah. Full circle. A hundred percent. Now, is MyKey a turnkey system or what? T tell us a little bit about what, what happens from the client. So I'm client A, my house burns down or I have a loss and I'm displaced. What do I do? What happens? How, you know, is it seamless or is there a lot of steps involved? Well, we try to make it as seamless as possible and as minimal steps. Um, I'm the proverbial duck and L is the, the, the webbed feet that are paddling below the water, making the whole thing work, right? So you nice. don't see so many steps. But in a, in a nutshell, our clients are insurance companies. I mean, that's just the fact. But our guests are the policyholders for the insurance companies. Um, you could also say a secondary client base of ours is the suppliers that provide the housing. So our process is to match a loss that's an insured loss with a property that's available, that's like kind to meet the needs of that family. So when a family incurs a loss, uh, in general, they contact their insurance company, right? The insurance company then contacts us and says, hey, I have this family displaced, um, their house burned down, uh, we, they need accommodations right away. So Elle's team springs into action and they find 
very temporary housing for these individuals, usually a hotel for a night or two or a couple of days while we search for more permanent housing if that's what the loss dictates. Now, you know, a fair portion of claims actually only need a handful of nights, you know, a toilet flood or something that happens to that extent that doesn't require uh, a complete move out. But um, that's what we do. So we find the short-term housing and then ultimately the long-term housing. Our secret sauce, we believe, is really giving policyholders through their insurance company access to hundreds of thousands of properties that they probably or certainly wouldn't have found on their own. Um, it's not just hotels and corporate apartments, it's Airbnbs, it's VRBOs, it's private listings, it's wholesale inventory that you or I quite frankly couldn't just Google and find temporary housing, it's just, it's not there. And even if it were there, we aim to provide a better price for that. Cause here's one area, I don't wanna, you know, that small little tangent, price does matter because you know, there's, there's that historical antagonism between policyholders and insurance companies about cost of repairs, right? Well, in the ALE space, the policyholder has a limit and the insurance companies obviously want to make sure that that policyholder's taken care of for the appropriate cost. Our job is to match those together, get them the best accommodations for the longest duration that's acceptable in the policy for the least cost. And when we're successful, we have a really high net promoter score for that. L, would you well, like and to I'll just that? add to that, in addition to all of those uh, categories of inventory that you mentioned, is when there is not a solution, you know, you mentioned the policyholder couldn't possibly find it on their own. It, that's when our team is able to build the solution as well. So we have a special category of custom housing solutions where we'll either deliver a turnkey property right to their lot, their land, if, if it's uh, permissible by, you know, if there's a a permit possible uh, where they live, or we'll build the solution by signing a lease on an unfurnished property and then coordinating the logistics for utilities and services and all the housewares and furnishings, of course. So it's just that total turnkey solution, always being able to say yes, no matter where in North America, the customer has a loss or, or what the, the limitations are for them. Well, that's incredible because I knew none of that. First of all, I didn't even know you provided the hotel. I thought it was just the accommodations at a house. So that, so you're from day one, you step in, take over and do all those pieces. That's incredible. Absolutely. We're actually the direct dial in for the first response center as well for a customer to be able to warm transfer their policyholder directly to my team. And we take it right from there and place them into the hotel and help them right from day one. Wow. So if, are you guys 24 seven then? Oh. Yes, we are. Interesting. So we're talking middle of the night, they have a fire, they get signed to an independent. When the independent's done, they confirm coverage and then flip them over to you guys. Yeah. In fact, there's even a half step before that. And, uh, several of our clients now have 24-7 first notice of loss centers. And when they have one of these claims, they're immediately sending the claim to us, even before it gets assigned to one of their adjusters. And we've worked out programs where we have uh, approved length of stays to make sure that those policyholders are taken care of even prior to somebody coming looking at their property. So here's a question. Everybody knows they've got their ALE coverage and they've got a max on it. Now, what about the long-term solution where you've got a large fire and you know they're going to be out of the property six months, eight months, even possibly a year. Now we've got material issues. Are you guys seeing that as being issues this at this time? And I, I don't want to get too into the weeds today, but I mean, these are all the things that I'm thinking about. Um, when I think about ALEs, because there's always now with supplier issues, is that a, is that an issue? 
is it an issue when someone's displaced for a year? That's common. <laughs> That's very common for us. Actually, we, we help customers who are displaced due to total loss. You know, in the in the event of a total devastation, then the cost is paramount, and we need to be very creative on the solutions that we present. Uh, and we look at the, the type of property that the customer has lost and what their ALE limit is. And that's the magic of what we do is we find a solution that that fits all those, you know, those areas of requirement. Where does it need to be? How long is it for? How much are we working with? You know, and we will we get very creative. Um, we'll present a solution that's going to accommodate no matter how short or how long the duration is. Yeah, you know, Terry, yeah, that's, that's definitely a double whammy happening in the space too. You've correctly identified that inventory for um, for raw materials to do repairs is very tight now. Um, equally, if not more so, inventory for real estate, meaning apartments and, and houses and everything, has never been tighter in Canada and the U.S. And so we have to balance between trying to get somebody in housing while they wait for the raw materials and at the same time, find available housing in a market that's never been tighter in our lifetimes. So it yeah. is, it's a compounding effect. Yeah, I bet. Um, now, here's a question. You guys, does MyKey actually own any of their own properties? Or are you um, always its third-party supplier supplied? It's third-party. You know, um, th there really isn't the economies right now for MyKey to own properties. And and let's think about there's, you know, and between North America and the U.S., there's 380 some odd thousand insured families or 380 million. Uh, yeah. Uh, folks, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> and to figure out where all those losses are going to take place, it, you just couldn't really scale that. So it's much more, um, there's much more sure. inventory to leverage that way. And it also makes us far more nimble. Yeah, I would agree. There's there's a lot to take into account, especially because we're getting cats here then and everywhere, right? I mean. Um, I mean, the one out West this year with the flooding and in Canada, I'm talking about, and then you've always got these fires. And then this week alone, you've had these tornadoes down in Texas and Oklahoma. And I mean, yeah, I, uh, yeah, I look at losses so differently than I did 10, 15, 20 years ago, because now I'm on the other side of it, seeing like, you know, the, the, all the pieces that come together. Um, so in an event like last night or this week where you've got these cats and we'll talk about the ones in Texas slash Oklahoma. Do you guys have boots on the ground? Do you guys actually go in place or are you guys still all done by telephone or how's that done? We can provide boots on the ground if necessary. Although I got to tell you with all the electronic advances today, um, people need to find housing swiftly and they're tied to their phones, right? And if uh, our fulfillment team can digitally connect with them or even voice to voice connect, um, why expend that energy with boots on the ground when we can have virtual boots on the ground and serve literally twice as many people? Now, I know that might sound like a big leap of faith. I spent a lot of time up in Fort McMurray with those fires being boots on the ground. But in today's world, we can service more people quickly with our technology-aided solutions than we can just looking somebody uh, in the eye. Not to say that there isn't a great value to that, but um, it's all about expediency. Because in a catastrophe, it's an all-out dogfight to find whatever inventory is available and get that booked as quickly as possible. Even a 24-hour delay to get boots on the ground, you know, <laughs> that, that could be all the difference between getting somebody placed there or not. And I'll just end with this, too. I'm here in Dallas, and we did have the tornadoes the other day. I could be 20 miles from here, boots on the ground, and what good does that do to somebody who's 20 miles from here? 
our job is to take the administrative work off your plate and allow you the ability to be an adjuster. Let us do the admin work because it's a skill and you have to have empathy for policyholders. You have to understand their resources, their policies, their limits. And so let us do the admin work. Let us find the properties. Let us deal with the paperwork while you go ahead and provide that support to your policyholders. So you said it's pretty seamless and it happens very quickly. What would be the average turnaround time? Just offhand, would it be 24 hours, 48 hours before they get into accommodations? <laughs> no, so the, the, uh, it's faster because they're homeless. <laughs> so, well, yeah, that's why service- I'm asking. I don't, I don't know, right? <laughs> yeah, so. so our service delivery is that when we receive the assignment, we have 15 minutes to make contact. So we do what's known as an intake call. And the intake call is between an account manager here at MyKey who is ready to serve a, a one single point of contact for a hotel and housing to really own the file. And they're going to look after the customer through the, the entire you know, experience. So they're, they're not speaking with one person at intake and then someone different. So um, they receive the intake call where we uh, I, you know, just confirm all of the information we already know. We empathize, as Bill said, you know, I'm sorry that you've suffered this loss. We're here to help. And we understand um, it's this, you know, this is this, the family size and where you need to be, but we'll ask uh, more questions to really help us understand what's important to them. So are there any mobility issues? Um, do you have any pet you know, if there's been loss of life, we were trained to be able to talk through that conversation, that intake call to really reassure the customer that we're here to help. And, um, you know, they, they really appreciate that. And so that's the intake call. Within 15 minutes, we will offer immediate hotel accommodation because one of the questions on our intake call process is, um, are you needing accommodations right now? Because depending on what the peril was, you know, they might be able to live in their home until the repairs can be scheduled. So an immediate hotel placement isn't always necessary. Uh, but when it is necessary, we book it literally with them on the phone. We're talking to them about these are the hotels we have in your area. They have two rooms left available. Do you prefer this type or that type? Much like a travel agent would be able to do for you. We place them immediately into the hotel. They instantly get their confirmation and they're on their way. We pay for the hotel. And then they just simply have to provide a credit card for incidentals upon check-in. If they've identified that they don't have a credit card for incidentals, then we will contact the hotel and advise them that we're only covering room and tax and we make special arrangements for anything over and above that um, on the policyholder's behalf. And then we are timed on how long they're in the hotel. Every day that passes, we're measured. How long did it take us to move them to housing? And the technology is wonderful because it reminds us constantly. We have this person in a hotel, they need to be moved. And it's also monitoring their ALE limit. So every day they're in the hotel, this is eating away at their ALE limit. So we're very motivated to get them into housing as soon as possible to really maximize that spend. Okay. I heard all of that and that's amazing. But the first thing I heard, you said your turnaround time is 15 minutes. Yeah. So our initial outreach, we have SLA service level agreements to have 15 minutes of con- So as soon as we get a claim, we're pushing our team to be in contact with the displaced policyholder, phone or text, uh, within 15 minutes. Wow, that is fantastic. Um, wow, that speaks volumes to what you guys do. Wow. All the other stuff, but 15 minutes. I mean, man, those are some serious uh, turnaround times. I really commend you guys. That's incredible. But I, again, that speaks to your commitment to what you're doing and everything else, right? And how you're going about it. 
So let me ask you guys, and it's, again, just kind of general because we're going to get into the weeds later on. You have a, a call center. Is it one call center in Canada and one in the U.S.? Or is there multiple call centers? Or is there only one call center? How is that all set up in well, well, no, different it's a, time it's a zones? Virtual, virtual call center. So I hire in all time zones and make sure that oh. we have staff scheduled at all times so that regardless of the hour of the day, there is someone awake and working and available and ready to go. So we constantly look at staffing volume as we bring on new customers. So our call center is virtual and it is across all time zones that span across North America. We have staff in both Canada and the US. And that's me being old school thinking you actually have to be in an office. That's really interesting. Guys, I'm not going to keep you too much longer, but I am very, like I said, very excited about my key being on this year. And we're gonna, I've got a ton of different podcasts um, scheduled with Mike for, you know, some of your customer service people. And um, we're hoping to actually have a customer on if we're, we're able to do that and talk about their experience or somebody that's had a claim. And uh, I'm going to have somebody from insurance side and that so but what's the one thing an adjuster should think about when they're thinking about alternative or ALE that's not using MyKey currently that you would say to them this is a reason why you want to use MyKey so there's going to be IAs that you know don't currently use you but you know and we'll get all your information at the end and we'll make sure we put it in the podcast but what are there a couple of things you could tell adjusters the reason they should use my key moving forward well i'd like to think that the best answer to them is that they if they send it to us they don't have to think about it take oh. it from the beginning and we manage it all the way through the end so whether it is uh, managing to the ale limits finding like kind properties working through all those details all the little things whether somebody might have uh, special needs um, pets, whatever. Again, as I said earlier, I, I think it comes down to we want to give the adjusters the ability to practice their craft, and that is adjust, not do administrative work. That's that's what we're here for. That's what we're good at, right? And times are changing. You know, when we started this company, it was still kind of odd to get in a car with a stranger, and now you have Uber and Lyft. It was kind of weird to go on a vacation and stay at somebody's house, and now we have Airbnb. Well, certainly, six years ago, you couldn't watch, uh, binge watch a show on your phone, but you can today. So we're yeah. just trying to bring some technology to an old process that was highly sequential that just benefits all the parties here um, because it's somebody's life on the line. And, you know, I'll, I'll bloviate a little bit, but I my house did burn down um, four years ago, and I do know what it's like to stand in your driveway in your shorts and your T-shirt, and it's cold outside, going, okay, now what? And I'm in the business, right? And it was still yeah. stressful. So, you know, Elle and her team takes that stress off the policyholders. And as a company, we take all that admin work off of an adjuster's plate. So my long-winded answer is don't think about it. Send it to us and you don't have to think about the housing piece. That's a wonderful answer. And we're going to talk about your fire uh, in a future podcast, if you're okay about that, Phil, because sure. that is, I mean, I think that in itself, somebody that's actually in the business and who suffered a loss and they can talk about both sides of it um, would be wonderful. But I do have a question uh, for you guys. Now, the topic that comes to mind for me is vulnerable customers, because, you know, in the last few years, we've had customer, you know, with the pandemic and everything's changed, we're seeing more and more vulnerable customers, right? Somebody who has social anxiety or just communication issues. How do you guys deal with that? Or is, can we talk a little bit just on the top piece of that? 
Yeah, I can talk about that. I mean, we do the intake call with all of that in mind, right? That we are potentially having to accommodate special needs that have come about due to the pandemic. Uh, we did see that, for example, hotels used to be the preferred option for customers because it was a known brand and it was um, just familiar. And wouldn't it be nice to have a pool? And, and then through the pandemic, uh, we were finding through our intake calls that people were actually very frightened to go to a hotel. And they really wanted, they didn't want to leave home period, right? They wanted to stay where it was safe. So it's extra traumatic to be displaced from your home at a time when you are only safe at home. <laughs> and now you've been forced out of it. And so our job is to make them feel comfortable with the solution that we're providing, that it doesn't have a common lobby. It doesn't have an elevator. There's no shared space or shared access that you are completely um, independent living as you were in your own home. But beyond that, what are the COVID policies and practices of the supplier? So as we're reaching out for uh, the options that we're presenting to our customers when it comes to housing, we're asking, and even with hotel, you know, what are your COVID practices? Or do you have a, a contactless check-in? Um, how many days has there been between customers? And so if we have a customer who has a very, you know, very anxious about the pandemic and, and concerns about being outside of their home and, and possibly being exposed, then we definitely take that with as much seriousness as if they have a mobility issue, right? This is a number one requirement and we're going to laser focus on the options that are going to allow them to, well, not just make them feel safe, but allow them to be truly as safe in the temporary accommodation as they were in their own home. Okay, that's awesome. Now in there, you did say pets as well. Mm -hmm. So yep. do you guys take care of the pet housing as well? You know, thanks again, COVID, everybody has a pet now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it used to be, you know, there's about a 60-40 split between who has pets and who doesn't, but everyone has pets now. And so that is just a common requirement. And we're finding more and more suppliers are having to adapt to that. Uh, even the Hilton brand of hotels, the Homewood Suites, made a recent announcement where they've converted all of their properties to pet friendly. And they just recognize that this is this is the world now, right? We all have pets um, and we're enjoying those pets. And we want to travel with them. And when we leave home, they come with us because they're part of our family. So that in itself is proof. And so we're finding that it's more common to have a pet than not. And so there's no need to board the pet. There's always accommodations to ensure that that that's a family member, right? Speaking as a pet owner, <laughs> that's a family member. And uh, yeah. yeah, we're not going to put them in their own hotel. They're coming with us. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, and again, I'm just thinking off the top of my head with regards to this stuff for people who are adjusters, like I said, new and old. We've covered vulnerable customers. We've covered people with pets. What about children, small children, that kind of thing, or multi-generational families? Do you guys, have you been seeing that more and more since the pandemic? Yes, definitely, especially since the pandemic, we're finding more multi-generational families. The, the one concern, though, I'm finding is if they're not covered on the policy. So we do have to verify with the adjuster the number of people. So when we receive the, the assignment, we're told there's two adults and two children. We do the intake call. Now there's six adults and four children. <laughs> and when we just, we're discussing why the discrepancy, it comes out, well, you know, because of that we brought our parents in or we're, we've moved in with our parents or what have you, we immediately bring that back and communicate it to the adjuster because those additional people may not be covered on the policy. And when that yeah. happens, we still help the policyholder, 
but we're allowed to sever out the additional cost that is related to those who are not covered on the policy and just find a, a solution to still be able to accommodate that group, but without That's- you know going outside of what the policy limits are. That is great. Guys, thank you very much for uh, kind of giving us the overview of MyKey today. We'll talk about all sorts of future stuff with MyKey. I'm really excited, like I said, for this year, but I just wanted people to kind of get an understanding about MyKey. And Phil, I do love your answer that, you know, hand it over to you guys and you'll take care of the administration, let the adjusters adjust. Now, having a 24-hour, seven days a week, multiple languages, taking care of vulnerable customers, that's awesome. I don't know how much better it can get. So I do appreciate the, the, the service you guys provide on top of everything else. And uh, I look forward to, uh, to exploring Mikey more throughout this year. Oh, gosh, Terry, thanks for the platform. You know what? On behalf of Gordon, Joel, and, and all of our employees, they're all going to be super stoked to just listen to this. And, um, you know, this is a little bit of a mark of, hey, we've arrived. We've been grinding at this for a long time. And we're so proud of what we do because it does impact people's lives. But uh, thanks for accommodating us because we could probably go on and on and on for hours. <laughs> I'm very excited and I can't wait till we get together and actually get to do WP Radio Live. I know we talked about that a little bit before we started recording, but for everybody, uh, the OIAA is doing their annual golf tournament for the first time in three years at the Cardinal Golf and Country Club on June the 3rd. Tee offs at 2 p.m. You can go to the website as of April 1st and register a team or sponsor. But just to let you know, we will be there with L and hopefully Phil live doing a live podcast talking about uh, my key. So please, if you've got questions, always reach out to them. But if not, and you want to talk to them, meet them. And hopefully Mike will be there as well that day. And uh, you get to meet the whole my key team at Cardinal Golf and Country Club on June the 3rd. So I'm really excited about hanging out with you guys that day and doing a whole live podcast uh, with you guys then. Looking forward to it. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening to the Home Away From Home podcast presented by MyKey. I think you guys uh, are going to love all our future episodes. If you want to find out anything more about MyKey, please go to MyKey.com and uh, all the information's there. And if you want to find out any more information, it is also in our show notes. So, guys, uh, we'll see you next time. But thanks again, and uh, I hope you enjoyed Home Away From Home. <laughs>